So good evening, everybody. Welcome to Out of the Hat. Uh, this is our show where we recap our Sunday D&D sessions. Uh, we ask each other questions, get in each other's heads as players, as characters. My little golden retriever puppy just walked out of the room very... Proudly? No, like he's up to something. Oh, um, oh no. But anyway... Um, so yes, we recap, we ask each other questions, to get a chance to get in each other's heads as players and as characters, as well as uh, bringing in our illustrious DM, so we can get a look behind the curtain. Hopefully he's not showering. Um, so, that being said, uh, tonight we have with us myself, I play Jayag, my name's Nick, we have our illustrious dungeon master, Russell. Hi guys! Who plays... <laughs> who plays everybody, and then Matt, who, formerly Tanakh, now is the lead. Mm -hmm. So that's that's going to be a topic tonight, I think, for sure. Um, so, but yeah. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and get started. Let's recap this past Sunday for everyone, and then uh, we will go from there. So it's a small crew tonight. It's just us. So if it's not a full hour, it's not a full hour. <laughs> I think I can get you guys to fill a full hour. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So, recapping. Where did we leave off last time? We walked into the inn because we had made it to Bob's your uncle, Melbourne. <laughs> yes. We made it to Melbourne. And we walked in, and this dude wearing iridescent -y armor turns and greets Jayag, called him an old bean. I don't think he knows what a bean <laughs> is, because Jayag's not a bean. Um, or the figure doesn't know what a bean is. Say what? Is it Jayag or Pelinor slash Finchurch that doesn't know what a bean is? Pelinor slash Finchurch. But you mean Pelinor what what? <laughs> so this individual turned out to be someone from Jayag's past. Uh, we, we find out through through the course of the the, the session or the it was one day really, wasn't it? Yeah. One two. Yeah, two days. Okay. Overnight into the next day. Two days. Um so we find out that he is none other than the Captain Fenchurch, who is a apparently, according to Jayag, a dread pirate of the seas. Um, and kind of we see a little bit of hero worship with Jayag and this this character, this individual. Um, we also find out that, uh, and Russia gonna have to help me with these two two people, the twins. What are the twins' names? Oh, um, Aldrin and Bartholu. You'd think I'd remember that. Uh, twins. <laughs> right. One of which is engaged to a woman who is missing, and her name, I wrote it down, Jeleneth, is missing. Uh, Jai kept calling her Jello, so, you know, whatever. Um, but anyway, we find out she's missing, and Alanon in our party decides to sign us up for trying to find this person. Uh, we get free lodging and free food because we're trying to find this person. Uh, so it kicks, kicks off a good relationship with the innkeeper that was my phone oopsie um then uh we have a new new person stumble over not stumble over jayag was stumbling because he was shot by the whiskers <laughs> yeah, um, shot by the 
whiskers. Shot by the whiskers. We'll we'll get into that shortly. But uh, so we had an, our new character step up to the table, literally. Um, so how did how did that go? I'll let someone else recap a little more. Yeah, I was kind of just hanging out in the inn when I heard a voice tell myself to go and hang out with these people because they would uh, pretty much because that voice wanted me to. Um, and who am I to say no to voices <laughs> that I'm hearing in my head? So I went up and introduced myself to the table ever so sneakily and joined into your guys' conversation. Yes. And I, I want to, we'll, we'll come back to it after we recap, but I want you to talk a little bit about your character and where you came up with them because who was it? Um, Mukosk slash Craig slash Gunbait said at one point that he feels like he's going to buy a car. Yeah, so the used car salesman. I don't yeah. get that vibe from the character at all. <laughs> well, it's because we've talked a little bit more about right, it. Right, I have a little little more <clears throat> glimpse behind the curtain for that. But yes. he's, he's very exuberant. He's very... Um, like, he's got that, that charm to him that is very... And he's always smiling, so it's like, what are you trying to sell me? <laughs> like... Well, there's, there's a pretty good reason for that in terms no. of background and, yeah. and why I, how I kind of form that character, but we can get into some of that a little bit later on. So, yeah. so um, after Zulid joins the table, and I forget, I, I don't even remember the, con I remember he and Jag talking the next morning when Jag didn't know who he was um, because he was totally smashed the night when Zulid actually sat at the table. Um, playing a drunk turtle is not very fun. <laughs> it was fun for us. I, yeah. just, I just want to get it out there. It is not fun. So, yeah. Uh, but, so yeah, Jaya gets wasted on whiskey. He had a couple shots of whiskey and then passes out for a while. Uh, what was everyone else up to at that point, Russ? Um, everybody else was once once you got drunk or after you guys retired to the room. Right? After he after Zulid came and sat at the table, and then Jag was wasted and. Um, I don't remember what everyone else was up to before we went to bed because once everyone went to bed, there were a bunch of dream sequences. Yes, I, I think uh, we learned about the girl being gone. Yeah, well, it, that yeah, because once Zulid sat down was when uh, Aldrin busted into the room, and that's when people started to have the conversation of, I guess we're going to help this guy, because um, he had actually come to Pelinor um, to speak with him, which Pelinor, Pelinor is a, he's kind of like he said at the very end, he's a kind of like a sheriff of the town. People look at him as kind of, you know, the uh, an enforcer almost. You know, he this this town that is part of a greater uh, greater province, but is also re relatively minor. It doesn't have a whole lot of people that are in charge of it. So he's one of the people that people have started to look to for guidance and protection and stuff like that. So he came to him. And Pelinor was like, ah, don't worry about it. It's no big deal. And then uh, that was when Alanon kind of spoke up and said, oh, you have people missing. Let's uh, let's talk about this. <laughs> let's figure this problem out for you. 
And I remember in that moment, me as a player and Jayag as a character were like, wait a minute, we have to deliver a box. Like, we can't forget about this box. <laughs> I don't want the wizard who gave us the box to kill us because he said he would. Well, so. and you guys are... You you guys are headed to Thurmaster to speak to Towster, who is who you were supposed to deliver the box to anyway. We're going to visit Toaster and Thermometer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had fun with the names this episode. I'll just I'll just say that you always do. I know so you always, always do. Um, so then we we go to bed, and Zulid actually helps Jaihig. Yes sort of get his bearings and stand up finally because uh, he, he had passed out i don't know where to look the cat like the, the tv's up there <laughs> then the camera's right here matt's right here I'm just like, what do i do <laughs> um so anyway we we all go to bed jayag passes out on the bed in his room with one arm and one leg withdrawn into a shell and boobs a.k.a. Rom, passes out on top of Jaya's shell, which comes into play when she's having her very lucid, or not lucid, but vivid dream sequence. Thank you for that one, Russell. Well, because Shirzim had to feed, so he would have come in and fed on her, but she didn't roll a high enough perception to wake up when he came in to feed on her, so... That's why you have a roll of perception check. Yeah. That makes sense. Because she woke up. She woke up with the, mm-hmm. you know, where he had bitten her. Or Jayag. It could have been Jayag. He doesn't want turtle blood. It's cold. Yeah. Well, it's reptilian, you know. So it has a. It ha, it kind of tastes like swamp water a little bit. You know what else tastes like swamp water? Your penis. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. Um, swamp water. That's true, too. Yep, swamp water. Um, so, let's see. Mukask had a dream. Mm-hmm. And in, in I, don't, I don't remember what the dream was. Uh, he had a dream remembering some of the events. Well, he, he had some basically some PTSD dreams of uh, his the longhouse that his tribe lived in destroyed um, his wife and child dead uh, having been cut to ribbons by some kind of bladed instrument. And then he, and then he woke up, he, he saw the flag with a, with a shield um, and a skull on the shield with broken arrows sticking out of it. Um, and then he saw a, when he woke up a hobgoblin was standing in front of him, but he didn't know that he was awake yet. So he he had a form of madness overtake him due to those vivid dreams, and he uh, <laughs> he went full rock star on his hotel room. Yeah, which caused a stir in the morning because he tried to do the right thing and tell mm-hmm. the innkeeper or the proprietors about what happened and own up to it and offer to pay for it. One of them flipped his shit and the other <laughs> was fine with it because we're looking for his fiance or his brother's fiance. Right. Yeah. Because the, the one who's engaged to Jello. Yes. 
is the one that flipped his shit at the fact that Mukask, and he also seemed pretty, um, uh, how shall I say, racism exists in your world, Russell. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. What are we going to do about it? Exactly. Kill what are you going to do about it? How are you guys going to handle that? Kill them all. Kill them. I, I feel like at that point, Craig was very close to... Yeah, I think he was. I think he was, too. Losing it and just punching the guy in the face. I feel like Mukas got that close a couple times this, this past session. Because mm-hmm. I know he was he was fed up, and I don't, I don't like think that you know, this was Craig the person. I think this was Mukas the character, who was right. like ready to throttle Jag. At one point, <laughs> just like, well, it, it also didn't help that I was completely, like I said, just feeding the fire yeah, that was Jayak and his stories, which was great. <laughs> this is true. Um, so speaking, speaking of your character and feeding, do you want to talk about what what happened that morning? Walk us through yeah. what Zulid so did that morning. We actually also forgot that Zulid had a dream as well. <gasps> That's right. That Ragnarok That's came right. up to him. Um, I don't really remember a lot that was said. From if if you wanted to recap that as well, Russ, I just remember I had the dream talking to him. He he basically just told you to to follow these guys. I have a purpose in mind for you. I have a need for you. Yeah. I need you to grow and fulfill that need. Okay, so yeah, then everybody gets up in the morning. Uh, that's when Mukask had the conversation that yep. we discussed a little bit earlier with the one of the innkeepers. Um, and then people started eating, and I came down and had a very specific set of orders for food. Yeah. Uh, you know, everything uncut, everything still sealed. It, was, it wasn't It was what it was. It was how you went about getting it. <laughs> it was the, the best part. <laughs> The, the, the way you led the guy through the conversation mm-hmm. was fantastic. Right. Well, well I don't want to inconvenience the man, or at least seem like I'm not inconveniencing him. So I'm yeah. going to offer him more money. Well, for, and for, for me, him. I'm like, I can't wait to see how this plays out, because I have no idea where you're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> and what was what was the line you closed the Oh, as I, as I was leaving, like, as he was looking at me perplexed, I just leaned back at him and go, you can't be too careful about poison. <laughs> Walk back out the <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't. Apparently not. You're gonna put the paranoid bug in Jayag's ear. Good. He, Everybody needs to be paranoid. He's gonna, he's gonna turn into an Al-Anon and start checking under every door. <laughs> Please don't check under the doors. I'm not gonna check under the doors. Okay. Um, let's see. So what happened then? Uh, yes. So you, Zulid sat down with mm-hmm. Jag and Rom was also at the table, but Rom was, didn't want to be anywhere near Jag because I guess she thought it was awkward. I don't I mean, know why. I mean, you had a sex dream on somebody that you saw as a I don't know why she'd think that's awkward. Would you think it was uh, awkward? <laughs> let's see. Uh, Behashter and Shirza were just kind of flies on the wall throughout the whole episode. Mm-hmm. But... Excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, trying to remember what Alan and Mukask were doing that morning. I know Mukask finally came downstairs and got food. And was it Alan on for the sake of expediency? Just said that he's downstairs eating or something. I don't remember. Anyway, I can't. I can't remember. Yeah, I think he kind of pushed it along by 
taking me and Mukowski up to talk to one of the brothers to get some leads in the yes. morning. Well, so, and, and and you are finally able to perceive what that object that's been on the horizon the last few sessions actually yeah. is. And acquire yeah. some more information about that as well. I think that's when we when we eventually got the tip off about her father that we went and visited. And we mm. were over that way, I believe, is when we saw the tower. Well, Jayag overheard people talking. That's right. Outside. That's about right. Something about the tower. And, and Russell, don't correct me because Jayag heard it, and I don't. I don't know what Jayag heard just as much as no anyone knows what Jayag heard. Um, they seem to have been constructed or they're being constructed via corpses. So, and there's one being built or that's already been built over by Mayor Porta, which is where we had been previously, or over by Hell's Gate, was it? Mayor Porta, uh, where you had been previously? There's yeah. nothing being built over there. Uh, but over by Mayor Porta. So, Jayek's freaked out about that and finally points out the tower. The only, the tower that they had been seeing or Jayek had been seeing and Zulid was the only one that looked on the horizon where Jayek pointed and saw it. Everyone else thinks he's crazy. Mm -hmm. Don't know why they would think he's crazy, but um, let's it's see. So we, say what? It's a mystery. We get to the Dad's house. Yeah. Jello's dad. Haldalar. He tells us. Haldalar. Say what? Haldalar. Bless you. Yeah. <laughs> <Gesundheit>. <laughs> um, he tells us that she went to Thermometer, mm -hmm. which is what? It, what is it really called? Thermaster. Thermaster. Therm yeah. I'll get it someday. <laughs> um, she is not all Jayag. It's me too. Thermometer. Thermometer. Um, <laughs> and then we head that direction. I think that was. Oh no! Well, we, yeah. had, we head back, and Jai wants to recruit Captain Fenchurch. He wants to bring Captain Fenchurch or Pelador mm -hmm. Watwat. -Wat. Um, he wants to bring him with, and he he says no, he can't. Um, but some good came out of that interaction, and we'll we'll unpack it, I guess, a little bit. Um, do we have any any other big points we're missing with the recap? I think that was pretty much it. Yeah, um, I think that covered it. You you did meet the older the uh, Durcaster, which was the inn. He he owns the inn. Oh, that's right. <laughs> old old man waving his cane around. Yeah, that nasty old man. So, let's take it from the top, I guess. Russell. Yes. Should we tell the universe that we ad libbed the entire? The, our, the entire opening conversation of the session was completely. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess you just did. So. Yeah, well, I know. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't plan anything, and I know we had said that intentionally. We weren't going to plan anything. And I decided that I was going to call this person Ben Church, and Russell was going to have to run with it. Yeah, no, I was not, I was not expecting that, because I had a name for him in <laughs> I figured you would. And and so when you called him Finchurch, I was like, okay. I and at first <laughs> I was thinking. At first I'm thinking, okay, Jayag calls lots of people different things that aren't necessarily their names, so maybe I can go with that. But then you started calling him Captain Finchurch, and I was like, 
okay, he goes by Pelinor now because he was a pirate and, you know, because you had said pirate. And so I'd be mm-hmm. like, if somebody retired, they wouldn't want to be known as right. the pirate who raided the Dawn Empire as well as Insalam and the Outer Islands, uh, the far-flung isles as they're called. And so I was like, okay. <laughs> it's his moniker that he goes by. <laughs> right. No, it, it, it worked perfectly. I think it, it everything fell into place very organically, despite the fact that whatever planned story you had for him, I totally flipped the table on you. Yeah, yeah, you did. Um, I didn't go into it planning on making him a pirate. That just... I was like, what? What should I? What should I ask him about? What should I? I could ask him about his. What do you know? Ship? Where's your ship? It's like okay. Um, so I, we we kind of turned him into Jaeg's hero, sort of, because the little bit of story that we got, Jaeg's family, his mother, and he had been taken to the island that. They, they apparently lived on or had gone to. I, we won't get into the specifics there. We'll let Jayek tell us. But apparently I have mud on my arm. Um, puppy. I have a puppy. So... But we also know Jayek was being escorted into a cave or through a cave. Whether it was just he and Captain Fenchurch or he, Captain Fenchurch, and another party... Why they were in the cave, we don't know any of this. Something happened. Jayek may have screwed the pooch, not literally. And he thought that he got Captain Fenchurch killed. And then he's been wandering in the wild blue yonder ever since, alone. Because he thought he got Captain Fenchurch killed. Um, Over the time that he did venture with Captain Fenchurch, Captain Fenchurch told him all of these stories... And Russell, the, the, the brown pants and the red shirt was just perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. It's one of my favorite jokes. And so for a pirate captain to tell that, I felt like it was the perfect the perfect story for this kind of blustering, uh, blustering old man with all these stories to kind of tell. I felt like it was it was that kind of perfect. Mm-hmm. amalgamation of real world and fantasy that that kind of made him come more alive right and i loved it because as a player i got to latch onto that and use that when jayek was telling zulid specifically mm-hmm. who this captain fencher is <laughs> and how wonderful he is and he asked if he had heard any stories which when jayek had been drunk the night before apparently pelinor did tell a story Mm-hmm. Jai didn't really remember it because he was drunk. Um, so he got to ask Zulid, if, oh, did, he, did he tell you about his brown pants and red shirt? Um, so that was a lot of fun. That was a hell of a lot of fun to get to open the episode with something completely off the cuff. Um, and I enjoyed diving a little bit more into Jaig because um, I think it's a totally different dimension of the character mm-hmm. than I've done, that we've seen so far. Um, for one, we're hearing about interacting with other people, which up until this past night, we didn't really know much about that or if yeah. that had ever happened. So um, it was neat because I think it painted Jai very in a very juvenile way, which was the point. So 
Well, and it, you know, this whole this whole past session was really just character development. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys really didn't. I mean, you guys weren't in the dungeon. There were no traps to discover. There was no combat that occurred. It was all role playing and character development, introduction of a new character, the introduction of parts of the backstory of an existing character that has been kind of this mysterious figure because he's so off the cuff and strange that you. It's almost like I want to know what made him this way. Why is Jayag so strange, and, and and especially in particular circumstances associated with the loss of people, where he gets very, <clears throat> um, and so, you know, it, 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 I I loved it. It's something that I've actually been looking forward to for for weeks. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have I have had Pelinor planned for a while. Or Finch, Captain Finchurch. Like planned? So you had Pelinor planned as someone from Jayek's backstory to pull in? Mm-hmm. Cause oh that's cool. Because I know months ago you and I talked about it and I said that um, do whatever you want with Jayek's backstory and we'll roll with it. That's when I made him up. And I was okay. like when they get to this village, it was it was shortly after you guys were given the quest to go to uh, Mel- Milburn. And then I was like, you know, it would be cool if just in this kind of backwater village, because there are lots of things that happen. Um, anyway, uh, so I just wanted somebody to, to give you guys an anchor there. Um, so, yeah. Somebody that you could associate with, and that one of your party members had had some kind of present history, so you could trust this person. You know that this person isn't going to lead you in a false direction. You can trust what they're going to say, and you know. And so I, I I had planned to have that tied to Jayag because Jayag is the one that has this kind of open history that I can really play off of. Mm-hmm. Because I take I take I take all of your guys' backstories and I'm like and I and I pick certain things from the backstories to so that I have hooks later on down the road to throw things out so that other people can become introduced to your backstory. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know one of the one of the things that I have the most fun with is uh, outside of DMing because I have a game that I play in is creating the backstories for characters. Mm-hmm. And so. And I love that, but there's hardly ever a reason to introduce that backstory that I've worked so hard on. And so I want you guys to have plenty of hooks to where it'll drag out that conversation of who are you, where did you come from, why, who is this person that just did this thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm excited to dig more because I feel like just as many open-ended areas we got – how can I phrase this? As much of the map that is Jag's backstory has been uncovered at this point, there's an equal number of further questions. Because like, okay, where's the island? What was the island for? Where's his mother? Is his mother still alive? Why didn't he want to talk about his father? What were they doing in the cave? And what did he do that almost got Fenchurch killed? It's All exciting. very exciting things. It's exciting for me because <laughs> now I have like very solid things to start building on. So. Uh-huh. It's exciting. So, but speaking of characters, Zulid. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Talk to us about Zulead. So how long how long has Zulead been in the working? Well, man, it, it hadn't been a couple months now. I would have to say, um, how like, Russ? What do you say? Like two months? About? It's probably been about two months. Yeah. Yeah, it's been about about two three months since I've been working on the character. Mm -hmm. Just you know, like kind of figuring him out, trying to you know places, mannerisms, and and voices, especially what I based him off of and things like that, because I know, uh, and not to give too much away about the character or his motivations or anything like that, but I kind of joked around about loving Star Trek and, mm -hmm. and uh, um, you know, having um, Tenok be based off of like, kind of like Klingons and things like that. Um, totally, when I was building Zalid, the first thing that came to my mind, especially when his background is like, I'm going to base him off of the Cardassians, like from Deep Space Nine, like he's going to be my Garrick Goldencock character. Yo. Like, I'm just going to make him a giant piece of shit, which is uh, why I think like, <laughs> I think that's why, especially at the beginning, I, I kind of am playing him so like jovial and smiley and stuff like that, because I don't want like... I want it to be like, oh, this guy's really happy. Yeah. Why? Right. This world is bullshit. Why is he happy? Like, why is he so happy with these random people? That yeah, he exactly. Even know why is he friendly with exactly? Them? And I kind of, I kind of brought that up a little bit here. Um, I think the two, the two parts of the last session we had where I really, it kind of slipped out a little bit was definitely the you can't be too careful about poison, and then I can't remember what I had said. Um when we were just chatting, but somebody was like, that kind of freaked me out, or that's kind of uncomfortable with, um, do you remember what was what was being talked about? Oh, gosh, I, I'm starting to, it was something about killing people, and you were like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. It, it was yeah, something, or something like, you don't have to worry about me, like when we were traveling or something with, yeah. with fighting, and I think it was when you were playing Brett's character, and you're like, that's disconcerting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that was that was a, a Bahastra line not spoken by Brett. Yeah, right. Ah. Um, but yeah, then the only other thing we really got into was that he has some kind of direct connection with with Ragnarok that you guys have. We've met him. Yeah, have met. So I guess we'll we'll call back to that because mm -hmm. that was the uh, deity, demigod. What is he? Demigod. He's a, he's a high lord of the Fae. So it's kind of like. I, I mean, you know, you have you have the gods, which are the gods, um, and then you have they're kind of like princelings that exist within their domains that do their bidding. <laughs> and so Freya specifically, I mean, her her emissaries, her angels, so to speak, to put it in real world terms, are the Fae. And they are wild and mercurial, much like she is. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, he's a, he's a high lord of the fae. He is a he is the deity deity. He's the twilight is his domain. Oh, yeah, I think we I think we called him the Prince of Twilight specifically. If that yeah. kind of puts it into perspective, like if Freya is like the ruler or the queen, he's kind of like the Prince of Twilight. That makes sense. I know he was the one who was having the party or the feast that Behester and Tanak and Shirazim got stuck. At. Well, it was Mukas dancing too. Mukas was dancing. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Behester 
got a blessing bestowed on him and then immediately had it revoked. <laughs> um, yeah. So we have met this person before. He knows us. That was also, I think, when Jayag invented cement. Um, it is. And fixed the wagon, which I still can't believe happened. <laughs> which, by the way, Wagerland got a call out this episode. Mm-hmm. I think he told he told Zulid about Wagerland. Yeah. The covered wagon. Uh, but he's sad, so we have to go slowly. Um, so, yes, so we know Ragnarok. We've seen a Ragnarok. We've met him before. He knows who we are. So that, to me, was a little disconcerting that... Yeah. He specifically wants this person to follow us. Yeah. He knows who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll that'll be interesting to see unfold. Yep. Um, I think it'll be interesting to unfold for the both of us because like what, what Russ was kind of like, how he played him earlier is just like, I want you to go here and there's no other information about it. It's yeah. like, okay, why? Nah, don't worry about it. Just go. <laughs> He's like, okay, answer. cool. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, was I going to ask you, Russell, I had a question. But in the meantime, what was it like finally getting to play Zuli? Because oh I know you, you've had him, like, like we talked about, in your head for a couple So of much fun. This is probably the most fun I've had playing a character since I've started playing Dungeons and Dragons. Because I normally would just play like the cleric or the fighter or a paladin. And those are all kind of just like, I'm going to hit stuff a lot. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. I've never, I've, I mean, and this is probably the most time I've spent actually making a character too, in terms of mannerisms and backgrounds and things like that. So mm-hmm. it was, it was a freaking blast. Like I had a lot of fun playing him. It was fun to play a lot off, of, off of him. <laughs> it was a lot yeah. of fun. I think, I think Zuleen in no short period of time is going to really annoy the party with Jayag. Yeah. Absolutely. You and I talked about that because we, we hung on to the Skype call a little bit after the session ended. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that. We were like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. He's, he's in a position of influence. Over a very impressionable little turtle. (laughs) Which kind of also going into the background threads behind my character too will be very interesting to see once Zuleed's kind of true colors start to get shown a little bit if that does influence Jayag at all or what that's going to do. Just keep asking about the Fenchurch stories, man. (laughs) Right? Speaking of stories... Um... How in depth is is the backstory that you've written for him, or is it more of a like you you've, and I guess you don't have to answer mm-hmm. if you want, but I'm always curious to find out like what other people do when they're playing characters and mm-hmm. when they come up with them. So do you sure. have like a definitive timeline backstory, or do you just have this is this person, these are his traits, and perhaps a little bit about why he's got them, and then go from yeah. there? I like to, um, and maybe Russ can can way on this a little bit because he has all of it um but i think it was more of of what has actually brought my character to where he is now so it was this is how he grew up this is like him when he was a young adult this is what happened to him to get him to this point Mm -hmm. so it's not so much um personality and more history when i write it when i write a background okay yeah and he's half elf drow 
Yes. Or yeah. half, he's half, half dark drow. elf. I hate yeah. the word drow. I don't know why. I hate it. So he's half dark elf. Yeah. <laughs> That's what else. Half what, though? Human. Half okay. human. Half verbal. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, half human, half drow. Half I, I, And I really like, I like the way, Matt, in particular, like, you have these questions, like, when oh, you yeah. say Dog's backstory, you have questions that that you fill out that kind of you you answer and then that that's kind of how you develop your backstory um i read over i read over both uh both of the ones that you sent me mm-hmm. and i like it because as i'm reading it i love I, I, go i i can't say this enough i love going through your i, I love going through everybody's backstory but i think you, you're the only one who's actually given me like a written thing so mm-hmm. i can I can be like, ooh, this, oh, and this, and yeah. this thing, you know. And so, you know, with with Jayag, it, it's it's just it's different because Jayag, I have everything, anything that I can do, right? <clears throat> Nick's kind of left that open to me. He says, you introduce it, and I'll go with it, and we'll see how it works out, uh, which I like too. And then, you know, and so uh, anyway. I think real real quick to interject in that I think what I really like about the way you've approached the the open ended or completely open if you will story or background that we we've kind of attached to Jag it's both ways which I really like that you've done that is that I can throw things at you and you're just you got to run with it and I you can throw things at me and I've got to run with it. I think this this past episode was proof that that's, you know, it's it's very collaborative improvisation, <laughs> which I really like. Um, it it's a lot of fun because I mean honestly a lot a lot of my DMing style is improvisation mm-hmm. because I like because because I can prepare things and normally I have like characters I have names and some personalities. And then if you guys decide to go off in a random direction, I'm like, okay, pulling out of my hat here, this name <gasps> I have written on <laughs> so that I can, so that you guys have something so that if you're going in a direction, it's not just empty. It's not empty mm-hmm. space. You're running into something. So I forget where I'm going back to. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I love, I love Zulid's history. I think mm. that it's going to be a lot of fun. I have some I have some cool <laughs> stuff planned. I have awesome. some cool stuff planned for Zuli, just like I have planned for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that there's going to be some cool story hooks and moments that I have planned that'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm actually I'm gonna uh, just make a small amendment to what I was saying. I guess in terms of personality, I do try to put that into the backstory because what Russ brought up was the way that I write it, he brought up the fact that I do a questionnaire to where I think it's like 12 or 15 questions that show like background and view on the shape of the world. But instead of answering them like, well, Zuli thinks or Zuli does this, I have it in quotation marks as if it is a transcript from an interview. And I'm it's writing super- it out as if it, like I said, like it's a transcript. Like yeah. Zulid is telling the yeah. answers to the stories. That's how I type and write my backstories. You should send and me background. that questionnaire. Absolutely. I'll yeah. fill it out as Jag. Absolutely. <laughs> and, then, uh, oh, and then at the very end, I condense it all into a couple paragraphs for easy reference afterwards. But hmm. like it's, like it's things like, 
where were where did you grow up or are your parents would your parents if they're still alive be proud of the person that you are today or how has your person's upbringing how has that influenced their view of magic in the world and things hmm. like that so it's questions like that interesting it also really helps to flesh out how to act out as the character as well because yeah by doing that you can kind of just be like well because he's like this i can easily say that this is how he looks at this now so lol wink emoji yeah exactly which in um, one of those one of those answers to your question was how I base Dragonborn in my world. Really? Yeah, because you had answered something and I was like, oh, this is, I think it was you, you were talking about how at a certain age they're they're moved into. I can't remember if we had talked about that before, but there were there were just I remember there being a couple of things that were specifically in your mm-hmm. your your questionnaire that you had answered that I was like. Oh, this gives me a great idea for this yeah, and how yeah. they exist and how they work and do stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's when you wrote out the the whole <laughs> idea that you know eventually they get their wings. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I think I know what you're talking about. It's um, it's when they have their coming of age and they go to the oracle and eventually their scales change color to what their true color is. And I think you said that's also a base. Yes. He, um, it talks in scales turning black when he betrayed his his calling yep. from the oracle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That that is where I got that because mm-hmm. I thought it would be a cool way of introducing chromatic because I've never liked the idea of chromatics are evil because they're chromatic yeah. and I'm like <laughs> I don't get it. So I I I liked I liked that's why yeah because when you said that I was like oh it would be so cool if Eternus created them to be metallic and then when they started doing evil deeds the the sheen of their scales faded and they changed color to become chromatic dragons uh, they tarnished they yeah. tarnished exactly yeah that's so cool that was such a cool concept and, and i like the collaboration yeah. that's neat that's I didn't funny. even know I had a part in that. I thought that was how it always was with Russ's characters. <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't tell you the number of things that you guys are like. This would be cool, and I'm like, yeah, that would be cool. That's the way it is. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I had another question for you about Zalid, and I can't remember what it was. I can't. I'm spacing. Maybe later. I'm spacing. Um, so yeah, I guess at this point, unless you two have anything more specific you want to talk about, we can jump into questions if we have questions for each other. Uh, we didn't get any sent in this week, which is not a big deal. But send some in for next, next week. Nope, not Weeks. next week, because we won't have it next week. The week after. <coughs> yes. Makes me have a sad. I know. I, I'm kind of sad, too. Um, but, uh, yeah. It's going to be a whole week that I can think up Captain Fenchurch stories to tell. The <laughs> so, so I, ha- so I have, I have a similar character where he has a, he, he, he has a hero that he worships named Sir Gregor. And my, my D and D party is already annoyed because every, because one of his flaws is I have a story for everything. Oh God. And then I also have this hero worship of Sir Gregor. <laughs> and so it just, every, th- every time something happens, I'm like, you know, Sir Gregor experience. <laughs> this, this past session, 
uh, I told the story about her how Sir Gregor fought the god of all doors. Oh, yes, because I became seduced by a door. A door? I tried to seduce the door, and then I rolled a one. <laughs> did you? Did you touch the knobs? I did. Um, and then it cast geese on me, so I had to do whatever it said for the next thirty days. Oh my god! That's what. That's why I love this fucking game. This game is so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. That's. Oh my god. Um. I got to pull up some, and it's something that we, we talked about with Shearsim, Jag learning to read and write. Mm -hmm. And so I, without Shearsim's permission, sorry, Clay, decided to just start using bigger words as Jag and just say, <laughs> I learned that yesterday. <laughs> adjacent. Remember, yeah, I remember you saying adjacent. That's a word I learned yesterday. <laughs> so that's fun. I decided all in my lonesome to start progressing that aspect of Jai's story. So he, well, will, he will use big words. I think that works too, because I mean, if we, if we role played every single session, shares them sitting you down and teaching you dictionary, it's right. really like, yeah. Oh Jesus, dictionary time again. Like, <laughs> so I think, I think it worked pretty well. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure knowing clay, I have a feeling that he will play into it as well and lean into that aspect of, Mm-hmm. No, that's not what that word means, Jayag. This is actually what it means, you know. <laughs> oh, that gives me ideas. Yeah, good. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. Um, we'll have to see if that starts to water down Jayag taking everything literally. <laughs> I kind of hope not, because I like it. It's, it's very amusing, and especially when you're talking to NPCs, I'm like, how are they going to take this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, it's fun for me because I just, in the middle of any conversation, doesn't matter who's talking, I'm just like, wait, what? No. That's not what that word means to him. I do not think this word means what you think it means. Yes. So one thing, regrettably, on the topic of, like, words and speech mannerism and jag, um, one thing I never did, and I wish I had done it, is I, I wanted to not use contractions as Jayag. Mm. And I just kind of, I don't even think I ever That's went into hard. a session with it, because I, I was going to put a post-it note on the monitor and just be like, no contractions. Right. So, you know, it, it would be very similar to Neela, uh, who has been a guest on Critical Role the last couple of weeks. Data. I love, yeah, and Data. Data. Yep. So, oh well, never did it. I, 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 it's hard to do. Like, it I is. Not speaking in contractions, and it's a difficult thing to do. Yes, it is. It's very difficult. So, but anyway, um, I can't, I don't have anything else if you guys. I think that pretty much covered everything. I, I, I mean, I have something that I can talk about. Because, sure. Uh, Technically so, speaking, we have another fifteen minutes. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> All right. Um, so I, I haven't told you guys. So you guys know that uh, specifically Ragnarok is the Prince of Twilight. Mm -hmm. uh, but 
so and you guys would know this because it's it's part of the mythos of the world um so it's not it wouldn't be something that's like a secret that you'll find out later he is also the uh the fae tasked with the wild hunt and so he is uh so he is the patron of travelers and hunters hmm. uh, which will be cool so it was just it was actually during the session i was like i'm going to make him like the old school chris kringle i guess so yeah yeah interesting we're talking we're talking medieval times chris kringle that was uh was more of a hunter than he was necessarily this person who gave gifts um he did give gifts. They were, you know, just arrows. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so he's in charge of the, the wild hunt. And the And that was that was why in the vision you saw him with the, the coursing hounds behind him. And uh, hmm. I am, I'm going to step away real quick. I have to check on the puppy. Okay. okay. So I will be right back. Carry on. So that actually brings up a question I have for you, Russ. That vision that Zalid saw i know we kind of talked about it a little bit in my background was that the wilds was that the fey wilds that i that i saw him in or oh well we didn't catch it you broke up a bit there what was that oh yeah no that was the fey wilds so that was the fey wilds okay mm -hmm. okay yeah because i know we talked about it a little bit in the background once again we won't really go into it yet because we haven't role played it out but okay yeah, no, it's the Feywilds, and those those coursing hounds are his past champions, his past servant. Hmm. Oh, so that's what I get to look forward to? Great. Yep. Cool. <laughs> forever, forever serving in the wild hunt. Yes. All right. Well, we gotta find. He's gotta find a way out of that one. <laughs> it's only after you die, your spirit just goes to the Feywilds because your spirit belongs to him. Yeah. I belong to no one. Yeah. So that will be, be a fun point of contention. Yeah, you. Yes, it will. Because <laughs> I'm going. I. I don't know if you've ever seen the episode of Critical Role, but I am going with the kind of fay that he introduced, where the guy. So it's one of the. It's uh, Garmili. I don't know if you've gotten to that part. Or if you've watched that part, uh, but they run into like this prince of the Fae, and he finds out that one of the players, if he dies, he he's a revenant. So if he dies, he comes back like twenty four hours later. Mm -hmm. And so they're trying to deal with him to change the time flow in the Feywilds because if you go into the Feywilds, there's you know it, you can come out a hundred years later. Yeah. In the history of the world, or you can come out seconds later, even if you've spent years in the Feywild. Mm -hmm. And so they made a deal with him: hey, let us spend the night here and then send us back, but send us back only a few seconds after we left. And he goes, Okay, what are you gonna give me for it? And it and yeah. like one of the players jokingly was like, I'll let you choke me to death. And he goes, Okay, I would like to do that. That's that's a thing. You open a way for me to leave the Feywilds and let me choke you to death, and that'll be a thing. So those are the kind of Fey that you're dealing with. Yeah. We were talking a little bit about 
It's Leeds Vision and the Feywilds. And, and right. something that I learned just now about Zaleed's possible fate in the future, so... It was a good time for you to step out. <laughs> All right, then. Well, it's out there for everyone. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hmm. No, I, I'm, I'm excited to develop that relationship and help you guys, yeah. help you to understand exactly what you've done. <laughs> yep. Because I think that was one thing. I mean, this won't, this isn't that big in the background, but he didn't know what he did. So you're just kind of like, yeah, give it to me, whatever, bye. Like so. Exactly what we've done with what? No, so exactly made a choice in his backstory. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Has some fruit yet still to bear. Some good, some bad. Gotcha. Think you'll turn Jag into a convert? I don't even think Sweet really is that big of a believer. No. So I mean I'm not gonna go around preaching. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that. Here's a question for you, Russ. This is my last question. Um, now, I won't have any questions ever again in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Um, say, Jayag were to decide to become a cleric or become a believer. Uh-huh. This is like D&D theory crafting here. How open to you are the idea of doing... The, uh, the cleric taking a, a warlock spin to it. So it's it's more like you have your patron as a cleric and the relationship there is more akin to patron and warlock rather than cleric and whatever. And God. Believe in. Yeah. Hmm. No, so you're, you're, you're thinking more of a direct kind of relationship that the like the warlocks usually have a direct kind of relationship right they, they deal for power they got the power and now they have to do what it takes to maintain that power right I, that yeah i mean that's a thing I, okay. that's certainly a thing and there are plenty of deities because like i said you have you have the five main gods you have invidious gaudium uh Deong, Badal, freya and ordo um and but they each have godlings underneath them. They're they're princes of their domains, you know. So they're you know whichever whichever one you choose to. Some of them are more directly uh, linked. Right. Some of them are farther back. Um, Ragnarok just happens to be one who's a lot more involved in what's going on. Right. Um, right. So. Okay. I'm just curious. I, I like having I like personally I like having that direct influence from the gods felt in the world because then it makes them seem more real. They're not just part of the mythos. They're not just part of the history. They're actually directly involved in what's going on. Right. So, yeah. so, so. okay, I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. What is so? I'll start with Nick. Nick, what is the thing that you are, what is something that you're most looking forward to Jag having to do or having to deal with? Um, hmm. He's just been through a little bit of an ordeal. But as far as do, 
I'm looking forward. God, that's a loaded question. Shoot. I did not expect that. I'm looking forward to Jag having to um, come to terms with the fact that he did come from somewhere. He has a family and he can't just wander off and do because i mean at this point he really is like you're just leading a horse around with a carrot on a stick mm -hmm. i mean he's just gone with the flow goes wherever he fell in line with these people and didn't even know them witnessed a massacre with them and then has stuck with them since then doesn't make too much sense you know it's kind of an obscure way to live so i'm looking forward to Jayag having a moment where he needs to realize he needs his feet to be on the ground. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. To to be more grounded instead of and and make his own choices, be his own turtle, his own turtle. Right. Yeah. No, that'll be that okay. I'm looking forward to that too. That'll be interesting. Like and I think ultimately it's it's Jaeg's, his individual part of the story seems so far to be kind of a coming of age story because he is, as far as Tortles are concerned, he's very young, very young, yeah. I mean, you could make the argument that he's a child. So, but anyway, that's what I'm looking forward to. Okay, good. That's a great answer. All right, Matt, mm -hmm. what is something that you are most looking forward to have Zuli do or deal with in the course of this campaign? I'm really looking forward to how he is going to adjust with how he, like where he has come from and and how his background is affecting everything and, and having to adjust with being with actual people and having to deal with that and the possibility of that surfacing. Because I, I feel like um, he's been a bit of a loner here at this point, and now he actually is going with a group and seeing how that's going to catch up to him and them. So I think I think that's what I'm most looking forward to, seeing how interesting that's going to be. And it's interesting because for Zulid, it's not even like, oh, he's making this choice and he's going to stick with yeah. his own choice. He's been instructed you mm -hmm. know, there. Like, there's kind of an obligation. So I'm interested to see what that that should be fun. Yeah, there's that and other stuff. Fair. Yeah. Fair. So we'll we'll see how that affects the group. He's not like an assassin with a uh, like a mark on Jayag's head, is he? No. Okay, good. No, he's not trying to kill Jayag. That would have been so cool <laughs> to, to to have one of them as a target. That would have been so cool. Right. Well, missed opportunity there. And then That's you have to figure out that, oh shoot, I don't want to kill them. Or you do kill them. <laughs> yeah, or I just, you're sleeping and all of a sudden there's a dagger through your neck. Yeah. <laughs> can't be too careful about daggers either. Right? <laughs> no, you can't. Well, that's why, like, not to, not to throw it to left field, but that's why when everybody was going to bed, mm -hmm. I pushed the nightstand against the door and started knocking against the walls because I can't, you can't be too careful. Can't be too careful. I had forgotten about that. I am so excited. There, there are lots of things that I'm excited about. Um, there are lots of things that I have planned 
um, for, for everybody and lots of decisions that you guys have made that are going to come back at you guys for good or bad. Um, and I'm just, I, I'm excited to see how Zulid with his paranoid nature will handle some of those. Mm -hmm. And there, there are some things that I think that will definitely cement his relationship with the group associated with those kinds of things as well. Yeah. Because it hasn't, it, we haven't been together too long, but mm -hmm. there's going to be a moment very yeah, soon. On the road yet. Yeah, or I think Zulid's going to be like, you guys are way too trusting of everything. <laughs> you guys are going to die. Case in yeah. point, that's an area where Jaya needs yeah. to grow up. Mm -hmm. Well, and that'll be, I, I think that, you know, I mean, I, I just love the disparate personalities and how they fit together and the party dynamics and and trying to to get those to fit with everybody i i i love that and i'm looking forward to a lot of those interactions uh what is uh so, okay i got one more question before we hit 10 30. Mm -hmm. what is one monster that you guys would like to encounter Ooh, that I would like to encounter. Yeah. I, okay, aside from the Erector, again, because I feel like Jaig made progress there <laughs> before you joined us. Mm -hmm. Jaig tried to befriend me. Mm -hmm. uh, I still have that scalp. Yes, you and do. I still have the uh, Displacer Beast hide. Yes, yes, those are all things that... Uh... Uh, but anyway, this is, this is so weird because it's not because I want to fight it. It's because I want to know what Jaya would do if he were presented with this individual. Uh, mind flare. Oh, like an actual legit mind flare. Yeah, not one that's got a brain in a jar and Jaya throws it. One that he can communicate with because I feel like that I could have a field day with that. Oh gosh, its head would explode just from having to do it. <laughs> jump in, just like jump in my head. You'll wonder which way is up. Um, I've always been partial to undead, so I would have to say I'm not sure what they're called in five fifth edition, or even if they exist yet in fifth edition. Uh -huh. Um, but I believe they used to be called worms that walk. It was like the lich that isn't a lich anymore, but has become like a sentient mass of like worms or bugs. Oh. And that walks around like that. Like they, they're in like, it's like a mass of worms that are like in people shape in a robe and they can just like dissolve into the ground. Rose. Yeah. So they are um, seers of the, the great old ones, seers of the, they are extra planar. Actually, they're, they're like these, uh, they're they're basically like aliens that are these forerunners of like the great old ones. Um, they come from the stars. I can't remember what they're called. They are like they're like a CR. I, I think they're like a CR eighteen, CR nineteen, because they're these wizards that are made up of these massive wriggling worms, and they wear like the mask. They are so cool. They're in Morning Canaan's summer. You're not talking about yeah. the faceless ones, are you? Yeah. Well, worm that walks. It's, I, you know what? I might be thinking of. I'm not sure if they're different in fifth edition. I think in Pathfinder they were 
a type of lich. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those, because that's like, that's just so creepy to me. Like you're just walking around in the forest and all of a sudden like a bunch of bugs come up into like a person. Like, yeah. Well, you do realize the campaign is called Rise of the Lich. Yeah, dude, I love Undead for everything. Oh, like, too, I too. love the Undead. That's I why love my first character and, and Russ, I hope someday we do encounter Mythos again. That's disgusting. <laughs> I just showed him a picture. <laughs> it has a mask that looks like a human face. But anyway, um, I do hope we encounter Mythos again someday. He was my first character. Mm-hmm. And I wish, like, don't get me wrong, I love Jai and I'm glad that I'm playing Jai. Wouldn't change that for the world. But Mythos is still a character I would love to play. Okay. Well, I'll actually say, if I'm going to change my answer. If the worms that walk aren't undead in in 5th edition, I would say a demi-lich, because those are terrifying. They are going to fight a lich. Well, demi-lich are even worse, I feel. demi Lovato is worse Because they're that. the ones that have basically just a skull, and they have all the jewels and stuff, and magical jewels embedded in their skull. So, like, yeah. they're fun. Uh, uh, Sararak was a demi-lich. Who? Uh, Sararak, he's in the Tomb of Horrors. It's an old school D and D. Gary Gygax adventure. Gur gur gur. Think of think of demi liches like super liches. Yeah, they're, they're actually like, they're actually a lower CR than. Are they really? Yeah, demi dude. Man, how did I always have a tough time with them then? Because you suck. Maybe I did. <laughs> or maybe the DM I had at that time sucked. More than well, they we were in high school. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 you. They're thrown at a little bit lower level characters because it's it's a lich that has let their body deteriorate, mm. so they are less than an actual lich. I guess that makes sense. They're still pretty terrifying just to run into one. A star spawn seer, that's what they're called. Okay, that's the that's the kind of the worm that walks that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they have that that kind of mask that covers their face. Yeah, they're they're terrifying. Oh no, uh, Starspawn Larva Mage. That's, mm, that's even worse. Jeez, you people are disgusting. That's the fifth edition one right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I it won't spoil anything. You guys will you uh, you will run into both of those things. Surprise. Bonus. Yeah. Bonus. Those are things that I have had planned for a while. <laughs> Because illithids are so cool that it would be hard to pass up on an illithid. Yeah. Just one of those D&D staples. And as soon as a lot of the stuff that I see in Morning Canaan's Tome of Foes, they are nightmare fuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm seeing that. I'm, I'm, I'm getting very big, like, Yogg-Sothoth vibes yeah. from some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah they're very Eldritch Horror, yeah. which I also love. Ugh. Okay, I need to stop looking. At <laughs> you guys haven't run into that so much currently, but Mythos specifically had an Eldritch horror kind of experience. Yes. So stuff does exist in this world. Mythos. I, I was on a very big Lovecraft kick, mm-hmm. and he was very, very, very Lovecraftian. Like he was studying magic in the school for wizards, and he was a kid. And he found an eldritch tome, and he opened it, and literally like just blew his mind. He always, found out things. Good. It was basically he read the Necronomicon. Always good. And then he chained it up and carries it with him. And when when I and we didn't even get a chance to do any combat. God, this is making me want to play Mythos. 
Um, another campaign. I'll resurrect Mythos. <laughs> we'll just carbon copy. Um, but when he would use his magic, he would read from the Necronomicon. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he would fight fire with fire. That's his, his whole everything changed he stopped he didn't give a crap about being a wizard anymore his patron was the great old one oh, so we were in it inadvert yeah. inadvertent yeah. like it wasn't like a he's serving him it's like i'm using your stuff against you mm -hmm. but i'm sure in some way or another he's actually serving him full circle yeah. right oh absolutely <coughs> so he's still out there he still has his book whether he's entirely sane anymore or not that's a whole nother story so one of the, my favorite things about one of the little perks that you get for your choosing your patron uh -huh. was that he could speak directly into someone else's head in, in any voice he wanted, and they could understand him no matter what, and he could understand their thoughts oh, back. It's like, whoa. So first time I met Brett's character, I spoke in his head without even realizing it. Okay. The character is just like, he had been alone journeying for a long time trying to get to a specific place where he knew that cultists were active. And yeah, without even realizing because he'd been alone for so long, just he and his horse, he spoke to Brett telepathically. Whoosh, that's cool, whoops. So. Well, and he, uh, he, he was so excited to use that ability to win the, what was it, the boasting contest? Yeah, the boasting contest. Yeah, I just had him scream into everyone, all the other competitors screamed into their heads while saying whatever yeah, else that'll work yep so damn i want to play that character <laughs> uh, he was a cool character i enjoyed that character because there was lots i could do with him because i had a whole eldritch horror thing planned well keep it, keep it. oh no it's still there you guys just haven't stumbled on to that yet we should talk because maybe, maybe I can loop Mythos back in. Oh no, I have plans for Mythos. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> drop it. Drop it's it. Too late for Mythos. Russell, drop it. It's too late for Mythos. Drop it. I'm Try not. your mouth open like I cracked Kevin's mouth open. Kevin's my puppy. <laughs> Literally have to pry his mouth open and pull grass and sticks and fuzz. And it'll, it'll be like all the way in the back of his throat. So I have to like gag my dog to pull the sticks out of his throat. <laughs> See, so what our dog started doing was we would do that to him. So what he'll do is he'll grab it and run. And he's still on the leash. So he grabs it and he runs and goes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Kevin, we don't walk him on a leash yet because he's just too tiny. Yeah. But he's grown a lot. So anyway, we're completely off topic. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have... Any anything else? Any other questions? Burning desire to discuss a topic or recipe ideas? I don't have any. No. No. Okay. Well, I think that wraps us up for the night. Uh, you can find us not this coming Sunday, but the following Sunday. What is that date? Uh, August the twelfth. Yep. God, that's a long time away. Son of a goat. August the 12th, we'll convene probably normal time, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, twitch.tv slash Games double M, double D. That's where we stream the sessions, the D&D sessions. 
and then for out of the hat, which will be the following Wednesday night, unless we end the session or we call it a night on, on that Sunday in the middle of an interaction or in the middle of a combat scenario, we won't do out of the hat until we have resolution and then can actually unpack the situation. Uh, but that's Wednesday nights following d and unless otherwise specified like tonight, twitch.tv slash just some guardians. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We're Wednesday nights, 10.30 p.m. is when we try and start. So, uh, Russell, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitch at djex, that's J-E-X-0725. You mean Twitter? Whatever. You that said makes... Twitch. It starts with a T, look. <laughs> One has a witch in it, and the other has a witter in it. Tweeter. You can find me on Twitter. The Twitters. At, uh, at djex. Yeah, DRJX, that is J-E-X-0725. I mostly talk about D&D stuff. Um, I also post when we're getting ready to do the campaign or do Out of the Hat. Uh, you can also find me on the Discord, um, Jackal72590, um, which is also my PSN um, thing. Cool. You can find me on there. Yeah. Cool. I haven't been on in a while. I haven't yeah, I know. started <laughs> Banner Saga, which is amazing because it's like D&D meets Oregon Trail. What is this? Banner Saga. Okay. Oh, yeah, no. I no. didn't think I was going to be into it until I started playing it. This is something we'll have to talk about the next nerd talk. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think that's a good topic. Tomorrow so. is our next nerd talk. A nerd, nerd talk. It's no. No, it's Destiny. Because we have um, Solstice of Heroes just started yesterday. Yeah. So I think I should never talk last time with me. So, mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. so where can people find you? Um, you can find me on these streams here, um, or you can find me in the Discord. Uh, my username is Garrett. Um, and then I'm on the Twitters at Fights. I have another Twitter, but I don't remember what it is. I think it's I am Nick, and Nick has seven eyes in it. Nick! <laughs> um, I'm also on PlayStation HWF-7 Force or Discord HWF-7 Force. So, yeah. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me this evening. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Russell, do you want to let uh, Bert right. know that we are done? Jeez. Good night, everybody. Good night. Have fun. I'll be the same. Play Banner Sock. Anything. No play Warframe with me tonight. <laughs>